Hi you guys, how are you doing today? Um, I just want to do a little disclaimer, not really a disclaimer, but more like a heads up before we dive into today's topic. Um, try not to bulk up on things. I know that during um, this time with the coronavirus and this you know, quarantine that we're in across the world, it can seem scary and we want to protect ourselves and bulk up on things and make sure that, you know, our family are safe and, you know, screw everyone else. Like, it's the end of the world. Who cares? You know, I totally get that. But the thing is, is that it's not the end of the world. We will find a vaccine for this virus and the world won't end. So when you bulk up on things like toilet paper, these non you know, these one-use items, that means that we have to create and make more of these non-reusable products. And that just takes more and more of our resources and energy. So please don't bulk up on things because it's not good for the environment. It's not, it's not kind to the earth and it's not kind to other people because when you take so much and you bulk up so much on these other things that really keeps other people from being able to buy that as well and it's just not fair to other people so please during this time I know I know we really want to look out for ourselves and people that we love and screw everyone else but please try and be considerate of other people and only take what you need don't take more than what you need okay now let's get on into it Okay, guys, I know last week we talked about the coronavirus, um, and as much of a great topic that was, I think we should, you know, look to something that can be, you know, bright-minded or, you know, keep our eyes on fun things or just things that will brighten our day. So, this week is going to be a little different. It's not going to be what you can do to change things. We're going to look at some scientific discoveries that, you know, look bright. They have a, it's a bright side for our future. So it's not all, you know, dark and dim during these hard times. So I'll put a link to this article in the description. It is a CNN article that my dad actually sent to me because he knows how passionate I am about plastic. Um, he emailed it to me. It was kind of funny. Um, but the title is, These Plastic Chomping Caterpillars Can Help Fight Pollution. Um, and I'll give my ideas, my notes, um, at the end. There's a, there's a picture of what the caterpillars look like. Um, but basically, these um, caterpillars chomp through plastic, even polyethylene, um, which is not typically biodegradable which is really interesting because it's not biodegradable, so how are these caterpillars eating it? Um, so basically, these caterpillars are able to eat these things, these plastics, because of their gut bacteria. Um, and it was kind of interesting because when they took the caterpillar's gut bacteria and had the gut bacteria try to digest the plastic all by itself, it digested it, but not as fast. It wasn't as effective. Only when the caterpillar um, had the 
bacteria inside its gut. It was able to digest plastic so much faster. So somehow, you know, these bacteria is relying on something the caterpillar is doing in its gut um, to further digest these plastics, which is super interesting. Um, but anyways, so these caterpillars, um, they are kind of annoying where they're native to. Um, so it's a, this larva, it's a caterpillar, it's a wax moth. And it's really considered um, a pest because it is a parasite to bee colonies. And you know, we gotta save the bees. So it, you know, these parasites can be really annoying because they're eating away at the wax from the honeycombs of the bees. Um, it, these caterpillars' plastic-eating skills were discovered accidentally um, because this beekeeper was like, oh my god, these freaking pests. They keep coming and eating my bee wax. I'm gonna pick them up. I'm gonna put them in this bag and they're not gonna escape. Ha 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 ha. Ha 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 ha. But actually, the worms ate little holes in the bag, eating up all the plastic at a really fast, alarming rate. Um, so, it was really interesting, um, because these scientists found that the wax worms broke down polyethylene plastics faster than other methods. So other methods they have for breaking down these plastics, this waste that we have, is not as fast um, as, you know, these caterpillars, which is super cool, in my opinion, um, because these caterpillars can give us an insight to, like, the best ways to break down plastics because we created this plastic, you know, we created these polyethylenes and we didn't figure out a way to get rid of it, you know, and here out in nature, we found a way that the earth has figured out how to get rid of these plastics and we can learn from that and learn the true ways to get rid of this plastic scientifically. And I think that's so amazing. And I think we really need to rely on the knowledge that we can get from these caterpillars I'm not saying we need to rely on these caterpillars to eat up all the plastics in the entire world because that's not going to happen. You know, how many caterpillars are there? There's not as, there's far more plastic water bottles than there are these, you know, plastic eating caterpillars. Also, like I said earlier, natively, these caterpillars are seen as parasites. They're pests. People want to kill them because they're eating up, you know, the bee colonies, honeycombs. So, if we're relying on these caterpillars to eat the world's plastics, we're going to be fighting against um, this culture where they're trying to kill off these caterpillars because they're eating all the honeycombs and bees. They won't see them as resourceful. So we need to look at these caterpillars, study them, learn how the bacteria in their gut and, and interacting with the gut itself, you know, creates a way for the caterpillars to digest a plastic so fast. We need to learn from that, to learn how to get rid of all this plastic, because otherwise we are literally creating our own grave. And I know 
you know, we should drink, we, we people need to drink water. People don't drink enough water as it is anyways. And sometimes buying a plastic water bottle is just more convenient. But if you have a reusable water bottle, you don't have to keep buying plastic water bottles. And I know that people, there's this um, stigma that, I don't know if it would be a stigma, but this general idea that tap water is not as good as, you know, bottled water, filtered water. And I agree. I think there's a taste difference, especially in Florida. But the thing is, is that, because I'm, I'm, I'm up in the mountains of um, the southeast, so, like, my water's real good. But the thing is, is that the tap water and the bottled water is not very different. When I would go to Florida and I would have to drink, you know, bottled water, it was not very good. It had a very different taste than the water I'm used to. But then when I tried the taste, the taste, when I tried the tap, it also did not taste very good. So the tap and the bottled water is the same. It's all H2O, obviously, but they all have the same additives. They all have the same taste. We just think in our heads that one tastes better than the other. And if you really think tap water, you disgusting, get a Brita filter. You know, filter that water and use a reusable water bottle because we can't solely rely on these caterpillars to eat all the plastic in the world. There's not enough caterpillars and we're making too much plastic daily. We are making too much plastic. We are creating too many plastic water bottles. We are creating, I know coronavirus is a pandemic. We can see it right now. We can see the virus's effect on people right now up in our face day to day. That's why we're in a quarantine. But the thing is, is that this plastic is a different type of pandemic that we're not recognizing. And I think the coronavirus is going to bring about light to that. Like I said last time, um, the virus has somehow helped the planet because people aren't going around and, you know, polluting as much. And either this can be a way to show that, yes, the coronavirus is a pandemic, people are dying, but also plastic waste non-reusable products is also a pandemic. It's also something that's going to kill us. And if people don't, you know, sit down and realize that, we're all going to die from it. We're all going to bury ourselves in plastic. But anyways, back to the article. Um, while the, um, like I said earlier, that the gut bacteria could survive on plastic, um, and it could digest the plastic. It can only digest the plastic and survive on it for like a year. Um, and like I said, it took longer for the plastic to be broken down um, with just the bacteria than it did when, you know, the caterpillar ate it and then digested it and the bacteria got to it. Um, which is really interesting that the caterpillar was instrumental to this process. I think that's so cool. Um, this is a quote from one of the scientists. They said, basically, the microbiome and host work syn... Ooh, goodness. How, mm, how to read? That's a good question. Um, they work together with one another for effective plastic 
metabolism. Wow. I really don't think that's how you say it. My bad, you guys. Rather than a single piece of... Rather than a single species of bacteria, is most likely several species working together to facilitate this process. So, the caterpillar somehow has like the perfect recipe, the perfect mixture, the perfect ratio of different bacteria in its stomach to digest this plastic at a rapid rate. How amazing and hopeful is that? That we can look at that, learn from it, and know exactly what we need to do as scientists, you know, but we need to do assistance of this planet to move forward and really help stop this plastic pollution that we are dealing with. Um, and some final thoughts they said is that while there is some good progress in figuring out some of the key components, there is still a few more puzzles to solve before this can be effectively used to solve our plastic problem. So it's probably best to keep reducing plastic waste while this all gets figured out. And I totally agree with that. We, even though there is hope coming from these caterpillars, we still need to think, you know, that we need to stop using plastic as much. Because if we think, oh, these caterpillars, we don't need to continue to reduce our plastic waste, then we're going to use more and more and more plastic than we would anyways. So... That's our little segment for today. I hope you guys have a great rest of your week, and I'll see you guys next Sunday.